0: The Faith media.
1: Well, we tried to do this live, but unfortunately my little laptop cannot do all the things it needs to do. Uh, skype with kennedy hall i think maybe it was just that your image is just too masculine and too manly for my laptop to handle kennedy so we're gonna have to pre-record this how are you fair enough happy thanksgiving um it's very difficult i think to find something wholesome to watch on thanksgiving so we've been talking about doing this movie review with kennedy hall from the fatima center And we chose today, Thanksgiving Day, to stream this out to you. So hopefully this is a helpful review. Let's get started by watching the trailer. If someone were to say to you why what happened all those years ago had to have happened to you,
0: how would you respond?
1: Because it was necessary.
0: And do you have any regrets? I haven't done enough to please my mother. Which mother? Every time I read the name of one of our boys who lost his life, I have great admiration for them. They defend our progressive ideas that will free our country from religious superstitions. That is It's true, Mama. She was as real as you are. Why would the mother of God choose you what's so special about you? It could have been the devil. He often disguises himself. I've come for the seers. See what you've done? You've deceived everyone. I have to go. I promised the lady I would go back. You were not child
1: like Harm can three little children possibly do?
0: What is dangerous is what they represent. A huge crowd of people. We need to stop them. We came to see our children. I want my child When is this going to end? All you need to say now is I made everything up. So sorry you couldn't see her.
1: Faith begins at the edges of understanding. Okay, besides the kind of like uh, happy go lucky Novus Ordo music in the trailer, Kennedy which um, I'm sure some people really liked Uh, it it, it rubbed me the wrong way. Let's break this movie down. Uh, Do you want, how do you want to do it? Do you want to do it chronologically or do you want to just kind of give an overview of what your initial thoughts were when you, when you watched it?
0: My initial thoughts. um, Oh, I just fixed my, my video there. Oops. Um, My initial thoughts. I thought the movie was fine. I thought it was um, entertaining And if somebody had said to me that they wanted to watch a good movie, should I watch this movie? To be honest, I'd say, sure, go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's a lot different than me thinking that it was perfect or completely accurate. I will say, I don't think there were any, um, well, the angel of peace was kind of androgynous. Um, I kind of give people the benefit of the doubt with that because angels, technically speaking, don't have a gender. They're not man, man or woman. So I can see from an artistic perspective, the idea of sort of trying to make a, you know, a being, I guess in that way. But the Fatimist in me says that people pretty much agree that it was St. Michael. Mm. So it would did have been you, appropriate.
1: Did you just say the word Fatimist? Yeah. Is that a word?
0: Yeah. It's what they used to call people like father Gruner because it's uh, it was like saying you're a conspiracy theorist, but you're for Fatima.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, yeah, I thought, the, I thought the angel was a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Now, I do want to preface this conversation, too. I, I happen to know the producers of the movie. I've had, I've had coffee with them, and one of them uh, I've, I'm able to just text and, and whatever. And he's a good guy, and he's a, a good, solid Catholic, uh, graduate of the Naval Academy, military man. And um, and I know that they, they did as good of a job as they could, I think, to uh, be true to the story. So, uh, I, And I could have done a podcast with them, Kennedy, but I wanted to do it with you because it's one thing when a producer comes on and says, here's my beautiful baby and I love my baby and, it, and my baby's perfect. You can look at someone else's baby and say, that's an ugly baby. And I'm not I, saying it is. I think it's a great baby, but I, I want to get your thoughts.
0: Yeah, like... One thing that I loved about the movie is that it was it was overwhelmingly Catholic. There was no ecumenism in it. it didn't uh, they, it was Catholic. I mean I don't even rem- I don't remember one moment in the movie being kind of cringy, like, uh, oh, it sounds like you're praying for all believers or something. it just it was really Catholic, and they oh. made progressives look like idiots.:
1: Well, it did. It made progressives look like idiots. The one part I think that was that was a little cringe was the closing credits. I just, I, I just it's not my thing. The music okay. is not my thing. But the good news is, is that that crazy Novus Ordo music is not present anywhere in the actual movie. It's all score. It's all composed score during the entire movie. You don't have to listen to What's-His-Name until the closing credits. At that point, you just turn
0: it off. Who was it? What was the songs? I can't oh, remember. I don't
1: know. It was, it was some famous guy that a lot of Novus Ordo people like. Um, uh, oh. I, I, I'll look him up while we're talking. Um, but you're right. It did, make, it did make the progressives look horrible. And I thought that the performances especially of the mayor uh were pretty decent what'd you think
0: yep i do i like i thought that the portrayal of sister lucy was fair because um the person who was her interlocutor the journalist he seemed like your classic effeminate secularist journalist Uh and he did a good job at that you know he sounded like a atheist weasel to be honest Yeah. And, and sister Lucy did a good job having a back and forth and then kind of having no nonsense and being like, you don't have faith, which I thought was cool. Um, and as far as the mayor goes, I mean, it was almost maybe, maybe because I have such a cringe meter for secularism and progressivism, maybe to the average person, it wouldn't look as cringe. But when I heard him say things like, we need to push our progressive values of the Republic or whatever. Um, I thought that was amazing because to me that just sounds like the dumbest thing on earth. So in my mind, in my view, they made him look like a total moron, mm-hmm. which is appropriate because he was a Freemason. Now, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. He he did. He did seem pretty hollow. Uh, by the way, it's, it's Andrea uh, Bocelli
0: is. The, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. just, that's just my mom loves him. You know, he's I know,
1: just, I know he's a very boomer. Uh, that's, yeah. that's fine. I, I'm going to get, I already know the hate mail I'm going to get. is is going to be of two types. It's going to be from boomers who love Bocelli, and it's going to be from hardcore trads that can only see the fact that our lady's wearing mascara, therefore the whole freaking movie is to be thrown out. Let's talk about our lady as she's portrayed in the movie.
0: I think they did a good job of making her look uh, extremely beautiful and chaste. Mm -hmm. Like, um, here's the thing, okay? I I can't remember if it's Alfred Hitchcock or the director who did... um, a wonderful life who was that director the italian name um, like I don't know. famous back from that era he made good movies with a catholic theme he was an italian immigrant he, he went on and started a vineyard or something like that I, it was either him or alfred hitchcock i'm getting them mixed up but they said there's two things you should never film and they meant for for artistic reasons one was the conjugal act for more than just artistic reasons and two was prayer because you could never portray the um, full profundity of what that actually was for the people in that moment. And you couldn't transmit that. The best conversion scene ever is in The Grinch. Because it's almost a parody when he his heart starts to grow and stuff. Because that's kind of what it's like when somebody finds God, right? But it's a cartoon. But as far as <laughs> sure. um, real conversions, I mean, if anyone's ever gone through one, if you try to explain it, I mean, you basically need CGI to try to show something approximate. Mm -hmm. So as far as the Blessed Mother goes, I mean, they're trying to show like a preternatural, supernatural event. And some people said, well, she was walking on the ground and there wasn't any clouds. And it's like, if they turned it into a CGI event, then you would have said that was hokey. And then they try to make it into a um, subtle sort of like she's there with the children in the flesh event and you're like, well, it wasn't magnificent enough. I don't really have a problem with how they portrayed her in that way.
1: Okay. What about how uh, a lot of people had issues with her, basically her wardrobe hair and makeup. Um, did did any of that bother you?
0: Her wardrobe was fine. I mean, it was, uh, flowing white robes. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. consistent. Um, well, I mean, some people get weird when you see the blessed mother's hair, Mm -hmm. but I have an actual, I'm looking at an image over my computer. It's, um, It's not Fatima, but, uh, it's a beautiful image and it just has her hair coming out. It's it's very beautiful and chaste. I think it's gorgeous. Um, and as far as her makeup, the thing is the blessed mother is like the most beautiful creature possible. So they're going to try to use what they can to make her as beautiful as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think they tried to do that tastefully. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't really have a problem with it, uh, I guess the only other option would have been like if she had have looked all sort of plain, they would have said, you know, well, she doesn't look luminous enough. And then they tried to sort of tastefully add a little bit of that uh, enhancement. And then it says, how dare you put makeup on the blessed mother? Like it's a film.
1: Yeah, it's it's a you're a lose-lose when you're talking about, you know, um, the, the intended audience and, and, and all that. You're you're not you're not gonna make everybody happy. Let's talk, Kennedy, just quickly about the structure of the film. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, uh, almost the entire film is told as a flashback. Mm-hmm. So it, it opens with a quote unquote, your present day is like the it looks it appears to be the late 80s, early nineties. Uh, an atheist book author is interviewing a grown-up, uh, Sister Lucia, she's, she's in the convent and then the majority of the movie is told as a flashback from that where you're, you're kind of flashing forward and back at various intervals throughout the film. Do you think that that structure works for telling the story and, and, or, or can you imagine a different structure that maybe you, you, you would have used if, if it were your story to tell?
0: To be honest, I think like if they wanted to do the full Fatima story in a chronological format, they'd have to make like a six part miniseries, which I would welcome. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, and they should be an hour and 20 minutes each because there's so much in there when you really tease the whole thing out. So as far as making a film goes, they did what all creative writer because it really it's, it's a film portrayed in a way that is entertaining and 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 watches like a fiction almost so they they chose a classic literary method of someone having flashbacks and showing a story uh, which is common with historical Mm -hmm. biopics and things Mm -hmm. and um, I think that the I don't have a problem with the fact that they chose that way to do it Um, I think that doing it in that way was the only way to avoid people expecting uh, a documentary
1: yeah yeah, sure. It did. It, it added a little bit more of a of the dramatic tension to it. Um, interesting. What did you think about the performance of young uh, Lucia and the children?
0: I thought they were fine. I mean, yeah. child acting is a is a is a crapshoot a little bit because you never know. You never know what you're going to get, and um, I thought that I actually liked the boy a lot. I thought he was good. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, yeah, he was really good. And I then, think they were
1: good too. And uh, I will tell you, just um, it is hard to get good performances out of children, and those are really good, good performances that they got. That the young lady who played uh, young uh, Sister Lucia uh, was also in like one of the Terminators and stuff. So she's a, she's a rising star in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and we're probably going to see her again. If I had to guess, um, I uh, the Miracle of the Sun.
0: That was good.
1: That took them three or four days, I think, to film that for 30, 30 seconds of footage, uh, because you're you're dry, then you're wet, then you're dry, uh, and you have all these extras and a huge crowd, and you've got to hose them all down, and then you've got to dry them all off, and um, I I thought that was probably the high point. I they, I know they spent a lot of money on that. Uh, when you talk about a bu- the budget of the film being, you know, millions of dollars, you know, you can imagine that a big percentage of that entire budget went into that scene, The Miracle of the Sun. What'd you? It think? was
0: really good. They did a really good job with The Miracle of the Sun. Um, yeah, they really did a good job. I mean, the CGI is so good now that they were able to do that in a way that was not hokey. Um, honestly, like the actual fil- cinematography of the film, was top notch, you know, like you can, this is the thing too. We have to, if we want, it's kind of like, um, you know, the expression, like this is why we, you can't have nice things. Sometimes as Catholics, you know, this is, a, and this is not a religious film organization, is it? It's not like a firm films. It was just a studio, wasn't it?
1: It's independent filmmakers. Yep, exactly. They, they ended up uh, selling it to Fox searchlight and uh, distributing it via Amazon and, and wherever else it is now. So yeah, I mean, you're talking about like three guys that got together and said, we want to make this film.
0: Right. So like this isn't a films, it's not uh pure flicks or whatever. This is a movie that needs to make money and it's people who um, did their best to make a watchable, entertaining film that was not offensive to Catholicism while still portraying a Catholic message. I mean, yeah. that's not hard. That's not easy to do. Um, if we want to have more of that in Hollywood, maybe not in Hollywood per se, cause whatever, but just in general of it being made, then we have to support it. We have to be okay with it not being perfect. And um, we just have to give the benefit of the doubt. I mean, did you see the movie, the Paul, Paul, the apostle of Christ. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. Listen, I thought it was fine. I My favorite part of the movie, I do think that the way that they showed um, uh, Paul's entrance into heaven, I thought that was really moving. I did, I, th- I thought that was, I liked the soundtrack anyway, but I thought the movie was a little bit too slow. Um, a very slow
1: moving film, yeah.
0: It was slow. And there was some ecumenism that I found kind of cringe, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, we have to set up a Christian community and it's like, no, they were Catholic. They would have called it a diocese or a church or like they would have called it it wouldn't have talked like Protestants is my point. Um, so, but, but, but fine. I'm going to support that movie because it's objectively in line with the, the gospels. It's wholesome. I can show it to my kids. Um, it's nice to look at. I'm not going to like watch it again, but if somebody says, should I watch Paul apostle of Christ? I'll be like, okay. Like yeah. instead of watching Netflix, you know or whatever. That reminds me of
1: that reminds me of something Taylor Marshall said about the film. And then I I want to get into some of the specifics about um, about Our Lady Fatima and your experience with the Fatima Center and 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 go kind of walk through and make sure that they got it right. But it reminds me of what uh, Taylor said after in his movie review of the film. I think he gave it an eight out of ten score, yep. and he said that the number one thing for me. Uh, and, and he and he brought up some of these things, you know. I didn't like the way Our Lady was portrayed necessarily, or the Angel of Peace, and all this. So, so we're 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 retreading, and we're kind of having the similar similar opinion. But the one thing that he said was, at the end of the day, after turning the movie off, the movie caused my teenage children and I to talk about praying the Rosary. Yeah. And he said, "It didn't happen every day, you know. We do pray the Rosary." But, how nice is it that you turn you you have a movie that you can watch together as a family? I think that there are problems with it. I haven't I haven't named all of them yet. Um, but at the end of it, you are talking about Our Lady. you're talking about Fatima, you're talking about praying the Rosary and um, and and it sparked this whole conversation in the Marshall family. and I think that my my experience in the RTF family is similar to that
0: yeah yeah, my kids are too young to have watched it um, but I am sure that there are people that have watched it that have been moved by it. And I'm sure there are people who have picked up the rosary as a result. I mean, let's just say there's a million people that have seen it so far, which is possible um, worldwide. Is it in other languages yet?
1: It's being distributed in Europe uh, next spring. So okay. they're going to hit the the foreign markets and, and the Asian markets as well. So, um,
0: so, so far ha- it's
1: only been North American distribution. And to your point of the movie needing to make money, I think they're doing fine
0: yeah and my so like my family are falling away catholics and i've had some people that watched it one of them said they didn't like it but they said they were expecting it to be like they just they knew a little bit about the fatima story and they didn't think it did it justice so mm-hmm. then i gave them a book on fatima and a statue okay so it's kind of like a little like a 100 page true story of fatima so you know i mean we would not even be talking about fatima we would not be talking about the rosary we would not be talking about miracles at all yeah um and you know they showed some stuff in the movie that they didn't have to they showed hell
1: they did they did show hell yeah and uh you know I, they they probably saved some money on 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 that scene and saved it for the miracle of the sun scene which is uh, uh, as i said is probably really expensive i think the i think the one my, the, the biggest, I would say, artistic or technical failure in the film, not talking about story, not talking about accuracy, but just the technical failure of the film was the hell scene. I thought it was so janky. I don't know. To me. Okay, it was just, really? I, that was, that's, just, that's just where I landed on it. But, but they showed it. And actually, they, they did a nice job of leading you into it as well because she's in the church. She's looking at a holy image. Uh, and then uh, she's sort of brought into this scene and she sees the, she sees the souls like embers, you know, burning
0: in hell and, and, um, and she's pretty yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, no, it's true. And um, they left out Russia. Um, and I can, I can see why though, only because like that's meaningless to a lot of people. I'm not saying I support that they left it out but if it said, you know, you have to, the, the errors of Russia will spread. People are so ahistorically historically moronic nowadays. A lot of people would have no idea what you're even talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I think if they have to do the full truth of everything possible about Fatima, then I, they have to do a six part series or something. That's, that's what I think.
1: Yeah. But, but wouldn't have been easy for them to just throw in, you know, you've the errors of Russia. I mean, how I do you
0: think it would have been easy? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't want to. I don't want to get them. I don't want to let them off that easy. You could be hard on them, Kennedy. This is <laughs> what you're here it. for.
0: I want to have nice things, so I want to support the people enough.
1: Um, <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, but That's
0: I funny. would have liked to see Russia, obviously.
1: Yeah, I would have liked to see Russia. Um, what else? What else are the obvious things that were missing from the film, or, or do you just want to walk through the the theology and the message and the accuracy now? Sure. Yeah.
0: So the, the bit behind Fatima in general, you mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: Well, Fatima is an apparition that is um prophetic by Our Lady. It's it's almost the the stamp of approval on Our Lady of Good Success and Our Lady of La Salette. Um all of these things were prophesied in some fashion or another. Mm-hmm. Um they just they just accumulated with with the um, apparition at Fatima. So if you go back to Our Lady of Good Success, which is a weird name in English, it should be something more like uh our Lady of the Good Event or something. That's kind of a better translation. Um, for something to happen in success in Spanish, it means sort of a, an event to happen. Anyway, um, but the, you know they prophesied Freemasons and all that kind of stuff. With Fatima, you get there and there's actually legitimately Freemasons now who are running things and funding revolutions and all that sort of stuff. And then this is a final warning about something that has to be done with the consecration. So Our Lady instructed... Well, Our Lady instructed devotion at Fatima. She she instructed devotion uh, to make reparation for the sins against the Immaculate Heart. But then Mm -hmm. the specifics of the actual consecration happened in 1929 uh, to Sister Lucia. So that's why people that think we have time a little bit, we have nine years left. (laughs) Kind of like with um, in France, the uh, French Revolution took place after the request of Christ to do the uh, consecration to the Sacred Heart. had not been done yet. And the king tried to do it from jail, but it was too late. Mm -hmm. So... Um, yeah, the, the, the basic message of Fatima is making reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary uh, for sins against and blasphemes against the Blessed Mother, and she wants a greater devotion to the Eucharist, and so on and so forth. Um, that happened over six successive apparitions between May and October, culminating with the Miracle of the Sun on October 13th, um, various things like that. There were the, like the,
1: 10,000 eyewitnesses to the Miracle like
0: 70,000.
1: 70,000. Yeah. A lot of people,
0: a lot of people. It's the biggest miracle since the parting of the red Sea. It,
1: it was, it was uh, published in, in, uh, almost every language. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the eyewitness accounts, I mean, it went out like, like a, like a bomb around the world.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, you know, like all things with God, there's no coincidence. So this place in this actual town in Fatima uh, or in Portugal, um, I don't know if the, I don't know if the town is the town called Fatima. I know there's like different names for the villages and stuff, but, um, she, uh, the Freemasons are running the town. Like the mayor was a Freemason. They didn't show that in the film, uh, whatever, but the mayor was a Freemason. The newspapers were run by Freemasons. Um, Fatima is actually the name of Muhammad, uh, founder of Islam's favorite daughter. Right. So that there's actually a, and that's actually a continuation of our lady of Guadalupe. Um, because the Our Lady of Guadalupe ap- uh, apparition in Mexico was actually named after the original Our Lady of Guadalupe statue and devotion in Spain, which is named after a river called Guadalupe, which means Wolf River, in a hybrid Spanish-Arabic uh, mix. And then when the bishop from Mexico had seen the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe on, on uh, Juan Diego's tilma, he said, the name in in aztec is some word i cannot pronounce with like seven t's and l's and x's in it okay Mm. but it sounds like what guadalupe in aztec it actually means she who crushes the head of the the stone serpent um and then uh and then so the symbol of islam is the crescent moon but it's also the symbol of the stone serpent in um mexico and aztecs and then also it's our lady standing on uh, clothed with the sun standing on the moon 12 stars from revelation
1: yeah so
0: Yep. Guadalupe, and has she appears an, on
1: Tampiac Hill, which was the hill upon which they used to worship their version of the Pachamama. So our lady exactly. crushes exactly. the Pachamama.
0: So there was an aspect of the conversion of Islam in Guadalupe, mm-hmm. ironically, and then it was, and then Don John of Austria, when they won the Battle of Lepanto, he had on the front fleet, not Twitter fleets, but on the front fleet of the, their ships, they had a flag like a banner of Our Lady of Guadalupe, the Mexican one. Anyway, it was sent by the bishop to Europe. And so there's the continuation of that fact that Our Lady desires the conversion of Muslims um, by naming it after Muhammad's favorite daughter. Um, because apparently in the Quran and whatever their traditions, um, uh, the Blessed Mother is still honored as like the greatest creation or whatever. Under G- I don't know how they do it. But the point is they love Mary, at least in the human sense. Um, so actually to this day, there is a huge percentage of non-Catholics and non-Christians specifically from India and places in the Middle East who will go to Fatima, not this year because of coronavirus um, but they'll go to Fatima to honor the Blessed Mother and then there's stories of major conversions and all that kind of stuff So there's, Our, Our Lady of Fatima is a culmination of all of Our Lady's messages in the past um, and it's some, sort of like a final push before the onslaught of diabolical secularism in its fullest instantiation, which we've seen with communism, which we're still living through one way or the other, um, and that we are today. So that's basically the Cole's notes of fact. And a
1: hundred and uh, three years later, mm-hmm. uh, we have a film. We have a beautiful film. Yep. Uh, yep. And you know, one wonders why it took us a hundred years to commemorate the, uh, the as you said, the, the largest miracle that God has performed since yes. parting of the Red Sea.
0: Well, and that's, that's one of the things that's so strange about Fatima. Um, the, the consecration was supposed to have been done. It hasn't been done. The, at best, what you've seen is John Paul II consecrated the world to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart, but Our Lady said Russia. People say, well, Russia is part of the world. Well, hold on a second. Father, will you please bless my family? Father says, I bless all families. And you say, no, Father, can you please bless my family? I am. I'm
1: blessing all families. You already got a blessing because you're a family, one yeah. of many.
0: God specificity. That's why prayers are specific. That's why we have certain saints. That's why we have certain novenas. Why not-
1: haven't the popes consecrated Russia? I've, this is something I've never talked about on RTF. I just, I don't, I, I have not wanted to go there, but we're, we're there. We'll all go there.
0: Um, well, remember the famous exorcist, Father Gabriel Amorth?
1: Yes. I've read, I've read, how many books did he, did he write? I don't know. Uh, I think I've read at least one and it it was very scary.
0: Go ahead. Okay um i'm not into that stuff the I, I, I don't centers. think
1: i i am not i'm not one of these people that thinks that everyone needs to bind everything like you get on a bus or something and you're like buying the demons of the bus no. or whatever i'm no. i'm not that's not that's not for me
0: no no i uh no me neither um we have that book from father ripker just it's got some good prayers in it but it's yeah. there if we need it i guess um so father amorth though he was the chief exorcist of People say he was the chief Vatican exorcist. I guess he was the exorcist of the Diocese of Rome. Yeah, right. Like, I I don't know. If, is the, I guess the Vatican's in the Diocese of Rome. So I guess in that sense. But it's not as if he was like the head exorcist of the world. It's not like a position. He was just the, the exorcist of the Diocese of Rome. So de facto, he was the top dog, I guess, in a practical sense. Um, first among Really is a sign of God. Pardon? First among equals. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. It really is a sign of God's providence that if the church being as corrupt as it's been for the last hundred years, that a giant of the faith like him was somehow able to operate in such a precarious position. Um, So anyway, the Fatima Center started by Father Gruner, who I work for. Um, They were big. Well, the whole point of the Fatima Center is that Father Gruner was convinced that the third secret had not been fully revealed for one, which it hasn't. That's all. other show. Maybe we can do that show one day. Just all about that. And then two, that the consecration had not been done. So Father Griner would, would um, petition and advocate for the consecration. So the whole world thought that John Paul II had done it in 1984. But the Fatima Center actually interviewed Father Gabriel Amorth. You can find the interview on YouTube. Uh, there's a couple with him. Um, and Father Gabriel Amorth told us, I don't know if this is in the interview or not, but he told us, he said, Find local tape if you can. And we're still trying. It's tough. He meant like find a local Roman television station because there was thousands, hundreds of cameras there on those days in Rome. Big, big news with John Paul II. Uh, Find one that's close to the Holy Father and get a lip reader because Father Amorth was 10 feet away from JP2 at this moment. The plan was to consecrate Russia. Okay. John Paul II gets up on whatever he's going to pray at. Okay. And he looks back. And maybe you can find this if you find the tape, but he looks back and there's some Cardinals behind him. And if you want to know which Cardinals they are, I can't remember all their names right now, but it's the same kind of names that show up in Taylor Marshall's book, Infiltration. We're not talking about like good dudes. John Paul II, had, sadly was kind of their puppet in some ways. Um, and they, and he asked, he asked, Father Amorth is, is Father Amorth is certain. Well, was he's passed away now, but he's certain that John Paul II, when he looked back, said, and he certainly heard this, he said, can I say Russia? And the Cardinals told him no. Um, so that's the testimony of the world's most prolific and famous exorcist who was there live at the event. And you don't even have to go that far to know that the consecration was not done because the promises of the consecration is the conversion of Russia and world peace. Russia is I haven't not seen Catholic. either
1: one of those things yet.
0: Yeah. So. Russia is not Catholic. Right now it doesn't mean Russia is going to become Roman Catholic. Sister Lucia was asked about this and all she meant that was the Russian Orthodox would reconcile with Rome and they would stay Russian Orthodox. Like they would stay Russian uh, in the Eastern uh, Byzant or uh, Eastern Orthodox liturgies. The and-
1: Eastern Catholic church.
0: That's what I mean. Exactly. So, but that hasn't happened either. Um, Yeah. So anyway, that, and there's no world peace. So the consecrate, if you think the consecration is done, E. Michael Jones, then um, you either think that this is somehow peace or, or that our lady, um, I don't know, desires a schism to continue in the church.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, maybe, maybe when she was talking about world peace, she was talking about like the peace dividend of the nineties or
0: something. Maybe she was talking about world youth day. Doubtful,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she was talking. About. She was talking about World Youth Day. That's a good one.
0: She was talking about um, Matt Maher concerts. I'm not you know? going to acknowledge that. <laughs> anyway, so the consecration's not done, and um, that's the point of contention amongst a lot of Catholics, and it's actually a point of contention amongst a lot of Fatima devotees because it's a big devotion, obviously. Um. The Fatima Center held fast. Sorry, go on.
1: Well, I was just going to say, none of this was even spoken of in the movie, which is which is incredible. I mean, if you if you have an opportunity, like, let's say you have real life, you know, 1980s or 1990s Sister Lucia, and she's giving an interview to a book author. Why would you take that opportunity to say, hey, we're already, you know, 50 years, 60 years on. We haven't done the consecration to Russia. You know why why would you take that opportunity to to highlight that in the movie? yeah
0: well, giving them the benefit of the doubt, the movie was about what happened in Portugal. What time was the um interview set between our sister Lucia and the and the interviewer? Was well it... I think
1: in the, in the film and just according to the style of the cars and whatnot it it was sometime in the nineties, I think
0: yeah, I guess they could have included it there.
1: Because by that point, it still hadn't been done. It's, it hasn't been done as of 2020.
0: No, that's right. I, I guess they could have included it there. Um, but I think the bulk of the film was the historical side.
1: Okay, that's fair. But, but even in the historical side, as you said, uh, it would have been easy for them to have Our Lady say, you know, by the way, you need to consecrate Russia.
0: Yeah, but technically that happened 1929. So I just, once again, I think that they, I think they were trying to make a movie about 1917. And I think that everything else is a different movie or another series entirely. Because I think they would have done it sloppily. Like, I don't so think you could have put... All, all right,
1: so you're being fair to the filmmakers, and that's fine.
0: That's good. <laughs> well, I just... I don't think you can put that much in there and make it good. I mean, they they still missed out some certain things. But the, how long is the movie? An hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes? Uh, it's, it's
1: standard movie length. Yeah, I mean, it's probably uh, right around two hours, I, I would imagine.
0: So you try to make a religious movie yeah. um, that's already, like, just in a good way, just spewing Catholicism at every turn, which is wonderful. And then you try to throw in some church politics or something. I mean, just, it just, I don't think that it would have done anything for that particular film again. A series should be done.
1: Well, um, but you know, the, the, the point remains that, as as you said, if a million people watch the movie, which I think it's probably, that's probably a, a good solid number. It's probably been more than that, to be honest. Um, and if some percentage of those million people start praying the rosary, then like, you're talking about thousands, maybe tens of thousands of rosaries being prayed as a result of this movie.
0: Did, so, did you see any inaccuracies in the film? Or did you think that there are just certain things that are left out? Well,
1: okay. I, I think that um, one of the things that really rubbed me the wrong way about the film that they just did not have to do was they all there was this there was this streak of feminism in the film you think so and and I didn't notice it the first time I watched it I watched the I watched the film at a very special screening of it uh, actually in Florida I'm in Florida right now I'm on the road um, and but, and and I was not that far away from where I am now when I got to see the film like as, a, as an exclusive screening before it was released um, early in 2020 so this would have been February I think when I watched it by myself in a movie theater, in that setting with a bunch of rich people, I was really touched by it. I was stunned. I was like, wow, they pulled off a masterpiece. Um, it's certainly a miracle to make a film like that. Uh, it's hard to raise the money. It's hard to, you know, it's just hard to do it. It's this is a very difficult process. So I, I do know that I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that this is a hard thing to do. Making movies is a hard thing to do. And sometimes you don't end up with this final product that you wanted, or or whatever. When I watched it with my family, when I paid you know 20 bucks to watch it on Amazon when it during that window when it came out uh, during the release window, and we watched it together at the house with my children next to me, that's when I became a little bit more sensitive to the feminist streak in the movie because I now I'm watching it with the eyes of a father who's who's experiencing this movie with his children. And you've got, you know, young Lucia who's constantly mouthing off to her mother, constantly, you know, just just running around disobeying her. Um, you know, it is true that it is, I think, historically true. You correct me if I'm wrong, that that uh, her mother was very much opposed to her going and, you know, back mm-hmm. to the site of the apparitions, didn't believe her, wanted her to recant. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole thing caused a lot of problems for her family in the village in Fatima. Um, and, and all that is true, but just the way that she handled it and, and, and maybe these, maybe these facts are historically true, but I just don't want to convey a message to young girls that it's okay to be disregarding your mother, uh, disobeying, disrespectful, disobedient, you know, all of those. I, I, I wasn't sure that it had to be done that way. You tell me your thoughts on that.
0: I hadn't thought about that. Um. Because in real life, like her mother was very um, resistant and was known for being kind of a severe woman. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's ever um, spent time around Portuguese families know that that's often the case. Um, and they, I think they portrayed her mother. I mean, this is the paradox of making films like this because you're watching the film and you're going, why is she being like that? Why is she being like that? But that's just kind of how it always is in films when you try to have... A, a, an antagonist, uh, who, who should know better. And that's kind of what happened in real life in a way, whether they did it well enough. I mean, i never, I've never seen any footage or anything of sister Lucia's mother. So I have no idea what she would have acted like in her temperament. Uh, but nonetheless, she was known for being resistant to the message or to the apparitions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could have shown the dads a little bit better. Uh, and now that you say it only because from all accounts, the dads, um, well, it wasn't that they were passive in the way they might've been in the film, but they were just well-tempered, I guess. So I think they could have done a better job than that and having the dad sort of be a little bit more um, forthright, I guess. Um, And in real life, well, but actually, let me backtrack there a sec. The the dad was the most accepting and they showed him there ready to pray the rosary on his knees. And in real life, he was...
1: Do you, yeah, this, do you get this tired happened. of Trudeau jokes?
0: No, I don't. I hate him so much. I just want him to die.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, like Americans being like, oh, you must like Trudeau or whatever.
0: Nope. Um, it's like you, if you have Biden, I'll do the same.
1: We might have Biden. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right. So Kennedy is back. <laughs> Looks like you are back. Are you back? can you hear me so you were saying that this happens all the time that you're you're talking about Our Lady of Fatima you're doing stuff and then the devil literally takes down your internet mid recording
0: yeah my um, internet has just completely gone away in my home I'm using data right now I have restarted the whole system restarted my computer everything's like there's nothing wrong with our service or anything it's a big company and we're up to date on our bill, like there's nothing.
1: Should and I, uh, I take back what I said earlier about not being the guy that binds every every inanimate object that I ever touched? <laughs> like, should you should you pray a binding prayer over your router or something?
0: I don't know, but you know what? Um, the store back in the day, the Fatima Center was interviewing um, John Salza, who uh, he, he used to be a Freemason or whatever, mm-hmm. and he kind of talks about Freemasonry and basically there's so many stories at the fatima center about equipment literally exploding as they begin to record Oh. Um, like so the devil does not want people to know the truth about fatima for some reason i don't i can't en- understand why um so this is just an example where we're getting to the nitty-gritty talking about the third secret talking about the consecration yeah. encouraging people to pray the rosary and then boom and then move,
1: it, it all goes bust Okay, well, the last thing that we were talking about before we lost you was you were, you were suggesting some improvements for how the fathers could have been portrayed in the film.
0: Yeah, uh, just in real life, they. Uh, I think they could have been a little bit stronger in the film because in real life, uh, yeah, they were um, moderate, but they weren't seen as being passive. I think the fathers were seen as a little bit passive.
1: Yeah. And, and that ties into the whole feminist thing, too, for me, because it was like, oh, all of a sudden the women are running the show and and little Lucia just kind of does whatever she wants and she doesn't have to obey her mother and all this stuff. So, you know, and I, that, I think the the streak of feminism that rubbed me the wrong way could definitely have been blunted by accentuating the father's role in the family just a bit more
0: possible. Um, awesome
1: to the extent that it would have been historically possible, which I, I frankly don't know to that level of detail, um, you know, how, how accurate that was. I just didn't like it.
0: Yeah, I can see that. That'd be a legitimate criticism, I think.
1: Um, what else? I mean, so just I, in conclusion, I, th- I guess, Kennedy, it's fair to say this is a magnificently done film very high quality. This is not B quality, good performance, good acting, uh, good cinematography. Um, and shows the historical facts pretty well, right?
0: Yeah. I, like I said, I think there's things they left out, but I don't think that things that they showed were necessarily erroneous. So it's not as if someone's going to say, Oh, I saw in that Fatima film that, uh, I don't know. They like I can't even think that you know they were doing something that didn't have nothing in the film that was material. Nothing was an error. Nothing was the only thing would be the angel of Fatima it was a little bit um, silly. I think the portrayal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't an error that there like there was an angel is what my point like the the angel was there and is a part of the story and they show the angel. Yeah, so, they
1: show the angel. I they they leave out a bunch of stuff with the angel too. Unfortunately, but but um, the other thing I'll say just is uh, stylistically the culture does I think it does a really good job of capturing European culture at the at the turn of the 20th century, Um, and it is not it is not Hollywoodized at all. It's very European. You, You can tell that they're they're filming in Europe. They're using an authentic you know European village. I think I, I had read that they cast out of Spain, uh, so most of the actors that they use were were Spanish actors, not Portuguese. That's fine. We can't we can't distinguish, but it uh, I I you know from that from the aesthetic I, I I don't think you can beat it.
0: I think it was like it was very beautiful. I mean, when I saw the trailer in um, April or May, mm-hmm. I was so excited because I thought this looks like an incredible Hollywood quality film about Our Lady Fatima. Mm-hmm and that's what it is. Just aesthetically, aesthetically speaking, it was, it was great. It was nothing, the costumes were great, the uh, setting was great, um, the, the filters and stuff were great. I think it was, it was good. So
1: today's Thanksgiving in the United States. Now, you're a foreign national because you're up in Canada. Yeah. Um, and I know you, you have your Thanksgiving in October or whatever, and it's, it's, it's equally secular to, to our uh, Thanksgiving. But if you're looking for something to watch today on thanksgiving check out fatima go watch the movie leave yep. a comment too as well see see if we miss anything in our
0: assessment yeah i mean like i mean what else are you gonna watch you know i mean the well, best movie ever in but just... we watch football american football, okay. which you yeah. i don't you, you probably you probably don't i love all there it. we have our own you read, you listen to the Tim Hicks country song I sent you. We have uh, professional football. We love the NFL in Canada. I'm a, I'm a Bills fan. I grew up uh, and, yeah, that was a rough childhood and early adulthood, and they finally got good this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I used to play football through university and three downs, but we still played. Yeah, forward motion, yard off the ball on the snap. 12 guys uh, versus 12 versus, instead of 11.
1: Three downs, yeah. huh?
0: So more passing, bigger field, yeah. 110, 110 meters or yards. Um, and on punts, there's no fair catch rule. So you have to return it. But you have to give five yards to the returner. So it's kind of a – What do you mean? T- you,
1: you're not allowed to tackle him for five yards?
0: You, so basically you have to be five yards away from the returner.
1: When he catches the ball.
0: Yeah. So oh. best case, best case, you time it. And I used to be a long snapper. So I would be on, um, that was one of the things I did. So I'd be on pursuit, right? Mm -hmm. And I would time it to try and be five yards away as soon as he caught it and then just smash him right there. Like once he caught the ball, you kind of close in with two steps. Um, But that's hard to time. And if you're offside, then they get a 15-yard penalty. So there's always a return. Special teams are a bigger deal. The field is 65 yards wide instead of 50. And it's 110 yards long. And the end zones are about 25 yards deep. So it's a more open game.
1: A lot more passing, less uh, less rushing, I guess.
0: Yeah, there's still like thousand yard rushers and stuff every season, but um, most running backs in Canadian football also have to be good receivers. Like a guy like uh, Marshall Falk, mm-hmm. you know, he was amazing in the NFL. He would have been the best CFL player ever, just the way he's the style he played.
1: Why? Why are the rules so different up there? Is it just because you, you you like the metric system and whatever?
0: We don't use the metric system in football so uh football developed from rugby and um it was a university sport did you know that in some parts of the usa rugby was the national sport of that state up until football was professionalized wow which parts actually a lot of the Midwest, midwest um a lot of it i believe even in texas if i'm not mistaken but um rugby was an amateur sport anyway so um Football in Canada was university. In fact, the oldest football trophy is the Canadian Grey Cup, and it goes back like 120 years. And um, the oldest, one of the first, I think it was the first university football game was played between two Canadian universities.
1: Do you guys watch football on your Thanksgiving, or what do you watch?
0: Our Thanksgiving is always on a Sunday, so I guess it's Sunday football. Um, But it's not like a tradition. Okay, sometimes the CFL, the Canadian Football League, because that'd be the playoffs, I think, for Canadian Football League, they start playing in July. So I guess playoffs are November, I don't know. Um, They'll sometimes have like a Thanksgiving special, but it's kind of just to sort of mimic, you know. But we only have nine teams, I think, and um, they play 18 games. It's kind of like home and away each game or whatever. But,
1: yeah. And do you celebrate American Thanksgiving as well, or what happens in Canada today? Nothing? Thursday. Oh, wow. That's lame.
0: We thought about, I mean, because of all these stupid lockdown rules, we thought we should have a Thanksgiving, just to have an excuse to break the rules, but we didn't.
1: Do you guys have Black Friday up there too?
0: We import all the garbage from America. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we import the things that uh, suck. So we import. Okay.
1: Well, let me ask you this. In secular American culture, they start Christmas decorations basically the day after Thanksgiving. Although it seems like every year it's sooner and sooner and sooner and I've already seen a bunch uh here which we both know is erroneous you don't do that however uh at least everyone waits until thanksgiving generally speaking to do it with your thanksgiving being in october is there like a is there like a acceptable start date that you're in in canadian culture where people start decorating or is it just a free-for-all
0: um unwritten rule is after november uh, november 11th armistice day remembrance day okay that's an unwritten rule. And my dad, when I was a kid, uh, he would say, we don't put up our Christmas lights until after them because the soldiers weren't home for Christmas, which is like meaningful. That's like a nice, you know, sort of warm tradition. Okay, um,
1: day, Which in, in the United States, we call it uh, veteran's day, but yeah. it's, it's It commemorates the end of the great war and the deposing, the destruction of the Holy Roman Empire, uh, while the the Austro-Hungarian Empire and the deposing of Blessed Karl von Habsburg, so.
0: We call it remembrance. You call
1: it remembrance?
0: Remembrance Day. Remembrance Day, okay. Very good. Yeah. Anyway, I got a jet. Uh, I'm sorry the internet, I'm sorry the devil took my internet. It's still not working um i gotta go and actually train the local traditional catholic academy i train the boys in physical training three times a week
1: i've got to go train my stomach and liver on thanksgiving because uh that only happens once a year thanks for doing the show okay sorry about your internet talk soon god bless
0: see you Bye bye bye